Ask the Podcast Coach for January 21st, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. Today, we'll probably tackle things like what's a good intro? How do you describe your podcast? Among many other things, we'll probably throw in, uh, I don't know, a little chat GTP, maybe a little uh, news around the world of podcast media hosts, and all those kind of fun things. Of course, in whatever the heck you want to talk about. Uh, joining me to uh, go through all this stuff, to wade through the, the podcast pool, is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. And hopefully someone's cleaned that podcast pool. Yeah. Recently, you'd hate to wade through a dirty pool. Yeah, that's no good. Uh, no. I just heard a podcast where they, they were watching football, and it was like 30 degrees outside. And they, you know, they're all betting on the game. And the, the loser uh, had to go jump in the pool. And I was like, uh. I would not. Besides the fact that it was 30 degrees outside, I'm like, I've seen... I, I open my brother's pool every spring with him, and it is it is not pretty what happens to a pool during the winter. <laughs> so anyway. Not at all. But at all. you know how you could warm up. That's right. You no, know, it is good during the winter. That's right. A little Java. Um, Sorry, took me a second. There we go. And uh, this is where Dave just remembers he didn't bring up this. Actually, you know what? I, I, for, I always forget. I am doing the thing. I just take my browser, and I pointed it. Podcast branding. Oh, the pressure of typing. You in need front an of people. Elgato Steam Deck that has that Hat load in. Yeah. You know what? I do because that would be great. I I do I do have one of those, but I haven't set that up. But because uh, I can go over here now and share my screen, we'll get a little kaleidoscope action going. I think or ooh ooh that's fun. I can pick a tab. So now it's in theory. I should be able to scroll down. And see the there it is the fun filled yeah. scrolling of art and hit the fun filled music and say hey Dave what are you looking at that is podcastbranding.co it's our our good buddy Mark over there who is a podcaster that's the beautiful thing so you don't have to explain it's kind of like a radio show but it's on the internet nope Mark already has that down and he's an award winning graphic artist. So if you need anything to look good, whether it's, I don't know, a, a lead magnet, uh, your podcast artwork, I've used him for this show. I've used him for the podcast rodeo show and uh, the school of podcasting. So if you need artwork, he'll definitely do a great job on that. I have found out many people now have come to me and they go, oh, yeah, I used Mark. And I'm like, oh, there you go. He always does a great job. Or if you need a whole website, he can do that. Go check out congressionaldish.com or thebigseance.com. I know of those are two sites that he's worked on, and they look phenomenal. So if you want to look good, remember, they see you before they hear you. Check out podcastbranding.co. Coach Dave, that's for you. Just... Coach Dave didn't like my slurping last week. Big thanks to uh, our friend Dan Lefebvre over there, based on a true story uh, podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. And if you're a big King Arthur fan, he's got a new episode out about that and uh, how much that is a movie that has been made about 8,000 times. And you wonder if any of them, well, and is King Arthur a true story? Like, you know, you, you have a myth, a legend, uh, lots of different. 
it may, maybe have even has its own legend in our culture. So anyways, check them out based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Oh, uh, well, one of the things I thought we could start off today with is, and I thought you said somebody in the chat had mentioned this yeah, already. I started him. I started. Oh, cool. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, uh, can you give me uh, some advice? Is that it? No, no. Nope. All right. But up. we'll come back to that go one. To, oh, go up to lane. Yeah. Oh, there's lane. There we go. Thank you, lane. If you have a chance today, well, dude, you, you came in early and got your question in early. Can you spend a little bit of time talking about how to intro a podcast? Um, there is the generic one. Um, I've heard this in many different marketing courses and, you know, stuff like that, where you figure out who your target audience is, which you should have done anyway. This is where we, this is where blank. So this is where podcasters and wannabe podcasters. So that's our target audience come to blank. So get their podcast questions answered so they can blank grow their audience and live a life of luxury in their mansion, you know, in Puerto Rico. Um, so it, not, not it, referring to anyone's no. So it, it's so that's a, a generic one. So, so who is your audience come to do whatever the heck you do so they can. And I see a lot of people leave the so gay they can. Cause it, and sometimes it's implied, you know, I get that, but I see a lot of people like, well, we interview interesting people with interesting stories and I'm like, okay, so I can what be interesting? Like what's the, I don't know. So that's a, a real generic one. Um, Jim, any thoughts? He, he also says, he says, I'm planning on starting a solo show my first in March, which good, good for you, Lane. I, I'm still, I'm scared to death of solo shows. Uh, and I'm starting to record, re-record shows, and I find uh, the start of them to be very awkward. And yeah, I think this is an area um, where when you're creating your intro, however you're doing it, if you're reading it live each week, or even if you're just going to record it, I think you got to practice that thing about 10,000 times. Like, I mean, you should just say it and say it again, then say it again, give it a day, say it again, do it again, record it at different times, say it again, because you you get more comfortable with it. And the more comfortable you get with it, you might even want to memorize it so that you, as you're recording it, you you feel comfortable with it. I, I remember some of the programs that I've done, and I have a I have scripted intros. That's the same intro every time we do it, and it's it's the same thing. I still read it, I still look at it, but I get more and more comfortable the more time I spend with it. So, and that only happens because I've said them for years. I've practiced. I've said you know the called the coach intro. I've probably done. Let's hear it. Come on, you got me all curious. Yeah. Now. With, with and it's funny because I have to be in the moment. To yeah. Say it, but call the coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches share tactics, insights, and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. That's there you the go. Intro, right. And I've said it a thousand times. Podcasting since yeah, podcasting ahead. since two thousand five. <laughs> Uh, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast on today's show. And so that's kind of the thing is typically like Jim just introduced his show. I just introduced my show. So that's kind of part one so that the person can go, oh, I think I'm in the right spot. And then you go on today's show, we're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. And then they go, oh, I'm interested in blah, blah, blah. 
and then you get to it. Now, this show is always fun because the chat room makes up what's going on. So I always kind of throw out, I've been throwing out topics that we're probably going to cover, but I don't know that we've made it through a show yet that I'm like, hey, I said something at the beginning and then we never <laughs> never made it to it. Um, but I think, no, Jim, no, you, okay. you hit it right on the head. You have to practice it. Yeah, because I've seen uh, the next episode of the School of Podcasting is going to talk about this. I I always do the question of the month, and I always say, "Be sure to tell me a little bit about your show." And I've heard some people tell me a little bit about their show in a way that, for me, I go, "Wow, I that's that's not a good pitch." That does, not only does that not make me like I've identified that I'm well. Let's back this up. In this case, I am the target audience. Right. It's made for kind of middle aged white dudes. And yet the pitch, I was just like, for me, in my opinion, seemed a bit unpracticed, a bit unfocused. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, well, I always kind of make that thing when people go to promote themselves, they turn into the 13 year old girl. And it's like, well, like you kind of like maybe if you want to, you don't have to. And I'm like, no, just slowly, confidently, clearly say what you got to say. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm also not a big fan. This is me personally. Yeah. I'm also not a big fan of the intro that is the bio of all the awesome things you've ever done. We're the number one at this and we're the best at that. You'll get this nowhere else. Well, chances are you're not and they can. So, (laughs) you know, you, you can, I mean, you can listen, you can do whatever you want. Me personally, that's a little bit of a turnoff. I know when, um, uh, when you're, when you have guests and you've nailed your intro, it makes the guests feel more comfortable as well. If you start off the show and you're stumbling, say it's a live show and you're stumbling or it's just not as comfortable, your guests kind of like, Oh, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> you know what? And so, um, th- that is a thing I-, I know for me, super important that I have a really good nailed intro so that when I bring my guests in, I introduce them. And say, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. They're comfortable already, right? They're like, oh, okay, I'm good. This isn't the circus. I'll be fine, right? So yeah. that's, I think, another good reason to make sure you've got that thing nailed down. And literally, it takes hundreds of times. This is the thing I think people, we're not voice actors, most of us. Maybe you are. But um, we're not voice actors. We don't practice at this. Give it some practice time. And yes, that literally means reading it out loud over and over it's gonna you're gonna feel ridiculous if somebody hears you in the house doing it they're gonna be like what are you doing why do you keep saying that over and over but that's what it takes it takes that practice to get to get comfortable with it because the difference isn't what you say it's how you say it it's the voice inflection and the cadence that matters i mean if you listen to dave ramsey He's always like, where dead is dead and cash is king and blah, blah. You know, same intro, but you know what you're getting into. Um, Eric K. Johnson from Podcast Talent Coach has a great line. He says, nobody gets on a bus without knowing where it's going. And so your intro should basically let people know, oh, this is a show. I'm in the right spot. I'm amazed at how many people don't say the name of their show. They assume you are a regular listener and they're like, hey, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to blah, 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 and my cat and Mr. Wiggles, and then, you know, and like, wait, what? What is this? Uh, and I get that. I understand why, because you assume that everybody that is listening to your show has already listened to the previous 10 or whatever, 
And you got to remember, there are a lot of people discovering your podcast for the first time. So, and that's also where having it down, having it, you know, uh, clear and concise and, you know, it's not for a four minute intro. When I hear somebody, um, you know, I just listened to what used to be Podland is now uh, Pod News Weekly Review. And it's James Cridlin. There you go. Have a drink. And Sam Sethi. <laughs> Hey, (laughs) and uh, I keep mentioning this guy (laughs) and they they do their intro. This is where we do the uh, week review of the news of the week and yada, yada, yada. And it's quick. It's simple. And I I don't fast forward through it because it doesn't take them 10 minutes. I I was amazed at this, that in Castomatic, which is currently the app I'm using, you can find that at newpodcastapps.com. And I have Conan O'Brien set to go five minutes, like start the show five minutes in because he has to do this fun thing where he berates and picks on his, his co-hosts and, or not his co-host, but his uh, staff. And I was, Michelle Obama was on who I am now a pretty big fan of. I bought her book because of Conan's interview. So yes, podcasting works to help sell things, but literally I, it starts at the five minute mark. It took him two more minutes to get to the interview. And I went to go into Castomatic and, uh, bump it up like hey start at the seven minute mark because conan's getting more wordy and uh i was amazed because it doesn't go higher than five minutes so i for me to take seven minutes to get to the meat and potatoes i was like holy cow but that's that's the other thing i i see people do sometimes on the intro i've actually switched that out i've had a a couple people mention that while the because of my podcast segment at the beginning of the school of podcasting is cool and fun and they enjoy them they would prefer they were not the first part of the show. And I always put them there because they were short. And I've had people like, eh, I usually end up like, you know, I listen to them, but I'm usually the whole time I'm listening to that segment going, when's he going to get to the thing that was in the title? So mm-hmm. I'm like the, the whole uh, put the bread at the back of the grocery store along with the milk and the eggs. I don't know that that works in podcasting because the whole idea is that's what people are coming in for. So we'll put it at the, at the back. So they pick up something along the way. Uh, so, but, um, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point. One of the other things I'll add to this is we give instructions. I don't have to do this on home gadget geeks because most of my listeners understand how to do this, but we knew we'd be getting a lot of folks live who'd never been there before. This is their first time and they struggle with technology. Right. So we'd say, Hey, if, if you're, um, uh, I always have to kind of get in the, I always have to get in the mindset I'm doing this. Uh, if you're, if you're watching us live and you don't see the chat, there's a link to it right above me there. Click on that. It'll take you to YouTube. You can sign into chat or if you have questions after the fact, because we know we have podcast listeners or YouTube folks after the fact, you can send us an email coaching at gallop.com. So I say that in every show and because but many don't need it, but many do. And then I find because I've said it so many times, there's others who know it and are helping others. When if I'm if I can't do that during the show, I would find those folks jumping in. As soon as I pull something like that out, I get somebody <laughs> who who jumps in. It's like I can't figure anything out, you know. <laughs> and so I think it's important. The key is that's literally 25 seconds to say. Like I get through that piece very very quick, beginning of the show, just to let folks know. We get tons of emails to coaching at gallop.com and because we put it up front. I, they know how to contact us. If they have any questions, they can contact us. And I say that every single week. 
So I think those pieces are important as well. I think some, well, no, mine's an educational show. So it makes sense that I'm wanting to do that. If you're in entertainment, eh, you may, may or may not have to do those kinds of things, you know, to do it. But based on what you're trying to do, make sure whatever you're doing, if you're saying it every week, make sure it's practiced and you're comfortable with it. Yeah, I always coach myself in my head because I will say, you know, blah, 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 school of podcasting. And then I'll say, if you want to join, go over to school com slash listener, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing a call to action and I haven't delivered a smidge of value yet. I think it's okay. Yeah. I think that's actually okay. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like not having the email on your website. Yeah. Like you, you I think you need to do that, Dave. I, I don't think that's a bad thing that you're saying that early. The only reason I, I do it is if somebody says, wait, what was that thing? Exactly. It's like they can listen and it's within the first 10 seconds. You're like, oh yeah, school. Oh, I know. I heard that at the beginning of the show. I can just go back and replay it and get that email address. Yeah. Yeah. Mark has a great tip. Speaking of uh, podcastbranding.co, listening to your own show, once it's published, really helps to improve your delivery. Yeah. It's always fun to go back and find one from like whatever. If you, however long you've been doing it, go back and not your first show because that's not fair. Everybody's first show is not as good as their last show, but listen to one from like, two or three weeks ago. So you're far enough from the content that it's not super fresh in your brain. And it's always interesting because I'll be like, Oh, why didn't I ask that follow-up question? Or, you know, you just, you just hear things that you didn't hear because you were too close to the, the trees. Uh, another, another thing I heard on a show this week and a, granted this was episode four, so they're brand new and it's uh, um, two people. And they did a good job of introducing the show. This is where we such and such and blah, blah, blah. Today, we're going to talk about such and such. And here's the phrase that is like my ears perk up like five times their size before we get to that. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, this better be good. And they're like, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been doing the dad and the kids and the dog and the dad. How about you? Oh, I didn't feel good. And I'm like, okay, that's not horrible content. I wouldn't lead with it. I would put that at the end for your super fans who, who want to know what you've been up to. But I just, I heard, well, before we get to that, I was like, oh, oh, this is not going to be, I don't know. I mean, well, but I, that, that can pay, that can work if your audience it's one is wanting it. And yeah. two, it becomes part of the show. Like if you're going to do that, then do it every week so that your listeners know, Hey, there's going to be a part here where we're going to get, I, I think with some of the you know, some of the relationship podcasting that we do today. And that's, that's kind of what I call it, right? You're building relationships with your audience. They want to know who you are. Yeah. I think they kind of, in some cases, they kind of expect that they want to know the personal details of what's kind of going on, then cover the content. The other thing I've seen that's, that's coming back is because of the whole, you know, boostagram stuff. Our people are taking the last part of their show and reading messages from their fans. And it dawned on me, obviously it's not new because uh, you can do whatever you want. Don and Drew, did you ever listen to Don and Drew back in the day? I, I know of them. Yeah. I, I, I never listened. To they them. were one of the, it's a couple out in the middle of Wisconsin. You know, it's them and the cheese. And uh, they're, at the time they were kind of skater punky. You know, they they were the young kids at the time. Um, and they would, what's interesting is both of them super witty. Um, Dawn was kind of definitely, this is a great example too of, uh, of roles. Drew was kind of the, the straight guy uh-huh. and Dawn was the crazy person that would say anything. And so, uh, somebody would write in and 
they would, you know, and that show was so not safe for work. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but they also then found that even if you're not safe for work, they were one of the first ones. Oh, here's good co- podcast. I'm surprised. I remember, do you remember Adam and Eve? Remember like mm-hmm. Jim's there all the time. Adam and Eve. Well, was, I mean, <laughs> from the garden, the, <laughs> no, the snake? this that is one? actually a, uh, it is a, uh, procurer of adult, um, sure. toys. Um, so, um, and they got a sponsor from, they sponsored the Don and Drew show. And so they would, you know, so they did a really good job of sticking that in my head. Um, but so I'm seeing that more and more now where people are having a conversation with their audience at the end of the show. They're like, oh, so like today I sent one, uh, it's so good. Uh, podcasting 2.0, uh, Dave, uh, Jones went through and looked and it's like, okay, there are 500,000, and I'm rounding up here, uh, new shows that have put out an episode in the last 90 days. He goes, if you take out the anchor shows, it was like three th- 350,000. It was like over 100,000 dead shows. And he's like, he goes, if you look at it, man, he goes, anchor <laughs> is just a river of garbage. And I was like, dude, you are the pod sage, you know? Mm-hmm. But I sent that to him through a boost, and so he'll read that next week and so it's it's just a weird thing that i'm i'm it's not weird it's kind of cool because people are paying to get their voice on the show but that's uh that's a segment i'm seeing on more and more shows where they just start reading um listener comments which again you don't have to pay to do that but uh that's yeah. that's kind of fun it's a good um, way to do it so ho- hopefully that helps answer your question i think the key there if i was going to say what's the big takeaway practice yeah you know and just you know, maybe say it to somebody and say, Hey, here's how I'm thinking of, of, you know, introing my show. Uh, here it is. Welcome to the, you know, and then you do your intro and it go, are there any questions you have? Do you feel like, you know, what you're about to listen to, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And let me add, um, change it, practice it and change it, <laughs> like yeah. get better at it, make it more succinct. Um, uh, move some things around early on. Is it making sense? Say it. You just said this, but say it to someone else. And say, okay, do you know what I'm about to do here? I mean, I, I, when I think about my home Gadget Geeks intro, I say, you know, uh, we're about news, reviews, product update, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. That says who and what. This is why we exist and why what we're doing. Getting to that news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, you can hear me honing down on that over the first year or two, right? Once we get, and we've been doing this for 10 years, but for the first year or two, that's not exactly what I said. And you can hear me shorten that and make it more concise. So if you if this is going to be an intro, by the way, don't ever be afraid to change your intro intro if you find a better way to do it, right? That's not if you record it and it's the same thing, just re-record it, right? There's there's no nothing that says you can't do that. So um, but edit it as you go along to make sure it's the best possible it can be. Yeah, I used to say, let's see if I can remember this, uh, where I help you face your fears tackle the technology and flatten the learning curve of podcasting. Yeah. And when uh, Mark did my logo and he's like, well, like what's the, and I said, well, in theory it's plan, launch and grow. Those are the three steps. And I go, if you want to monetize, we well, have to do that after you grow. So let's just go plan, launch and grow. And plus it's the whole rule of threes and things like that. Um, but so I added that to like that replaced face your fears, tackle the technology and flatten the learning curve. Um, and it was easier to say. That's the other thing. Uh, you, sometimes you can script out something, and then you go to say it, 
And I always say we don't write like we talk and we don't talk like we write. And all of a sudden you go to say what you have on a script and it just does not flow. Yeah. That That's where practicing it goes, wait a minute, hold on. Mm-hmm. I do that. I run into that with uh, Libsyn. They'll have me do a video and they will have a script for me to read. And I'm like, yeah, I would never say that. <laughs> like, can we, can we move that around a little bit? So, yeah, yeah. 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 Todd says out in chat, he says, or with a big, I'll put the emphasis yeah. on that, or change up the wording, right? I always try to keep it fresh every quarter or so. If you're doing a live show, you're reading, you're doing a host read intro, and you want to change it up, if you're good enough to feel like you can do that and be consistent with it, you don't want to trip over it. But uh, if you feel like you can change it up and mix it up and your audience is cool with that, or you're cool with that, yeah, by all means, change it, change it up, make it better. Yeah. Everyone say it together. It's Dave's favorite catchphrase. Your podcast is a recipe, not a statue. So Unless we think it should be. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. What are you doing? Uh, For anyone listening on the Wisdom app, if you have a question, feel free to click the little thingy underneath my blinking face and uh, we'll pull you up and you can ask your questions that way. Also, if you're watching this live on YouTube, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you will jump into the video. So we do prefer that you have some sort of clothing on. Um, Also, video is optional. If you want to jump in and turn off your camera, that's fine uh, because that way we can hear you. It's not as fun. Not as fun, but but it it is an option. So I know some people are like, look, man, it's Saturday morning. You know, and if you're in Jim's world, it's seven thirty in the morning. So no, it's not that. It's, it's <laughs> almost ten o'clock. It's not that bad. It's not that. Uh, but I don't. I usually I kind of roll out of bed and throw some clothes on and just get down here. I don't. It's not like I prep for it. So uh, yeah. we you don't have to either. Do we want to go to that Blue Ribbon Lounge podcast question that you had uh, initially brought up, or you got something else? Well, just one thing I forgot to mention um, that I want to say thanks to Timothy. Kim O'Brien, who gave me the coffee mug. I mentioned this last week. I'm wearing a shirt this week. See, Tim? Mm. Um, it's the Find a Podcast About show. And I got to tell you, man, you want to have, it's a great name for a show because he he finds other podcasts. I went to search for his show today and went to Google and said, find a podcast about podcast. And it just didn't bring up his show because it thought I was trying, like, how do I find a podcast about? And it was giving me, like, how to search. And I was like, so I finally searched for his name and found it. So thank you, Tim, for the T-shirt and the the coffee mug. And uh, the his website is, I remember because it's a Libsyn site, at least the one I could find is findapodcastabout.libsyn.com, if I remember right. I believe I'm, like, 99% sure. Uh, that is that, but yeah, let's go ahead and bring up the, the blue ribbon lounge podcast. Um, can you give me some advice on starting a second podcast? My knee jerk reaction is don't, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. It I said mean, the guy with seven shows. Yeah. yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the logical. It is. Know, it's very thing. much the lace potato chip. Uh, yes. my first podcast is government conspiracy. That's one of those oxymorons, isn't it? It's like, uh, jumbo shrimp i think most of the government is conspiracy <laughs> yeah. it's okay that's yeah. right let's keep going his second show will be self-help because you need self-help after you know studying the government um and they are different co-hosts and so uh different co-hosts so forced friend time Ooh, you need to listen to last week's episode we did a whole episode on dealing with co-hosts and setting up expectations and things like that um 
Do you understand exactly what he's talking about here? I think he's just thinking like, okay, I've got a podcast and it's, a, it's on this topic. I'm thinking of starting a second one, different co-hosts, different set of different set of friends. Mm-hmm. Dave thinking if, okay, somebody came to you and said, Hey, what have you learned about starting a second podcast that you would pass on to me if I were doing that? What kind of general advice would you give around starting a second podcast besides not doing it? Yeah. Here's, here's the trap. The first time you had to learn how to set up the show and enter the information and the artwork and the RSS and the media host. And you're like, Oh, I got that down. So this is going to be a piece of cake. And much like building a podcast, writing a book, it's it's that's not the hard part. Creating the podcast is not the hard part. Growing the podcast is the hard part. And there's only 24 hours in a day. And so I I still have the voice in my head. I still I still feel like I'm doing the Akron podcast, but if you look at it, no, I'm not. Why? I don't have enough time. There's just straight up not enough time for me to do another podcast. And so uh that that's the thing you have to keep in mind that you still have to promote it. You still have to go out and find your audience and make friends with them and say, Oh, by the way, I have a podcast. The other thing I would ask myself with, with both of these, why are you doing it? Not in a, like, what are you thinking kind of thing, but why are you doing it? Because really the, uh, the bottom line is you have your, who, who is this for? And then why am I doing this? And where they overlap is that's the content that will hopefully hold your your audience's attention while you move towards whatever it is you're trying to do. So whether that's get the word out because all you know politicians are crooks, or hey, you know uh, I want people to feel better and not beat themselves up. Whatever it is, you know you need to know your why. And if that means I want to earn money with this, that's fine. You don't have to earn money with your podcast, but if you do. You need to know that because you're going to structure your content a little differently. So, uh, but just realize that you you think it's easy because, hey, I know this whole RSS website stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, it that's not the hard part. The hard part is finding content. And I had somebody, um, Lipson started doing something, which is cool. They're now once a month, you can book coaching time with me. And somebody asked, how do I pick my schedule? And I said, do a couple episodes, like do some legit episodes. And I go and realize you're probably going to throw them away, or maybe you should, because in the same way that there's rough drafts and dress rehearsals and preseason and all these other things, I said, so you can figure out how much time does it take to make an episode and then pick your schedule. So I don't know how many, so you've got, you know, you've got your work stuff and then you've got, you know, home gadget geeks. What's, what's your advice on starting another show? Well, you know, there's this there's this sage advice from from long ago that says no man can serve two masters. Mm. He will love one and hate the other. Um, in in this case, that's not blindly true. I think so. Uh, you know, I have a work podcast that we do um, on called the Coach, and that we have a couple that we do, and that's fine, right? It works because each one has its defined purpose. It's part of my job. I have people to help me do it, so that kind of there, there's no problem there. We we do two or three or four different actually do seven different in language podcasts with them. Some I help produce, some I just, uh, some I'm on, but that, that actually works fine. Home Gadget Geeks is the flagship for what we do over at the Average Guy Network. And so I just, you know, I've done 560 next week will be 560 episodes of those. And that's fine. I do this one with you and it's, we talked about this last week, but it's the reason I don't want any, 
I don't want pay. I don't want any expectations because I don't want it to be come to that point where I start dreading it. Right. You're okay with that. And it works from, from this setting, you know, you're okay doing all the work yeah. associated with it. And, and we're just fine with it. So I think the situation matters back to, back to the original question. The term forced friends worries me a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, and so I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, you, you know, you're going to want to like these people, especially if it's going to be a second one. Will you be drawn to it? Will it be something you want to do? Do you have the time to do it? Um, I think you have to ask yourself all those questions. Ultimately, you are the decider of can you do it or don't listen to us because <laughs> yeah. we're just jaded and you know we've we've been we've been burned a couple times. But yeah, those are some good questions to ask. Yeah, I'm I'm with Jim. When I heard the word forced, I don't know anybody that likes to do anything that they you know. Wh- one of the beautiful things of Saturdays. If you, if you don't work on Saturday or vacations is when you wake up, if you're lucky enough to go, what am I going to do today? And you go, I have no idea. And that's beautiful. I might go golfing. I might walk around the neighborhood. There's nothing that I have to do. And so when you have to do something, I mean, I love playing the guitar, but I've been in situations where I had to teach people because it was one way of generating income. I hate teaching how to play the guitar. It's just not my, it's weird because I'm a teacher I love to teach stuff. I'll teach software all day. Teaching the guitar, I just it's just not my jam. It's just not something. But I had to do it because I had to make money. And so you do what you got to do, you know. So uh, Uncle Marv talks about his second show. He says, my experience starting the second podcast was easy. Building it and giving it the same attention as the first was hard. Yeah, it is now like your favorite son. Um, and the fact that I don't podcast full-time pays a huge part. That's again, goes back to the time thing. You know, it's uh, some of these people that have, you know, multiple shows and they, they do it for a living. That's different than somebody who's got, you know, I got to take the kids to soccer practice. Uh, that's, that's a little different. So, um, you know, coach Dave, my second show, he says the hard part is working with so many others who have ideas and a vote. Yeah. That's where solo shows are fun, you know, takes away some of the creative fun and exploration. Yeah. Um, Fred has a great question and I totally forgot about this. Uh, will Dave be on next week or is it just Jim during podcast expo? No, Jim's going to sleep in next week. As far as I know, uh, actually up early, I'm traveling. Oh, uh, he's week. traveling next week and I will be at Podfest. So yeah, no show next week. No show next week. Good. Uh, that was, that but, was that show. We, we chose that. Well, that, <laughs> that we've been thinking about this Kansas city trip. I need to go down to see my mother-in-law and we've been thinking about that trip and it, it's just like, all right, last Saturday of the month, I'm like, I just have to bite the bullet. I didn't even think it was in, in the spot of PodFest Expo. So good, good, good job, universe. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And if you're at PodFest, uh, come visit me. I'll be at the Lipson booth for a large part of that. Um, it's always kind of fun when I'm at the booth and I'll be like, I'll be right back. You know, I'm going to go visit the, the restroom and my coworkers are like, all right, see you in a half hour. <laughs> Cause it just, yeah, it's fun. A lot of people, a lot of talking that whole nine yards. Um, we'll answer that question before somebody asks it. If you're going to Podfest Expo, what should you do? Uh, comfortable shoes, yeah. chapstick and breath mints and business cards. And then, um, I was talking with somebody, uh, and they said they were at, uh, some event. It might've been Podfest, And there was a bunch of guys staring at their phone in the corner saying how Podfest. Let's say it was podcast. It might've been podcast movement, whatever it was. Uh, it sucked. 
Well, because they were sitting in the corner looking at their phone. You've got to, if you're a, um, if you're a person that's kind of introverted, you've got to, you know, get yourself out of your comfort zone and go talk to some people. And I know, I think I'm better at that than I used to be. I went to FinCon once, so it wasn't a bunch of podcast people. It was a bunch of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people talking about money. And I remember I, I walked up to a group and they just were using verbiage I had no idea because they're talking about loans and all sorts of stuff. And it was just, you know, it's like when you get around, um, you know, uh, military people and they're talking about the, the K97 form and the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you get around a bunch of podcasters and they're talking about bandwidth and, you know, so you get in different groups, you don't know what it's like. And it was funny because I went to a dinner for speakers. So if anybody needed a podcast, which is what I was there for, right. To see if anybody wanted to start a podcast. And I literally was in the corner looking at my phone and it just, it dawned on me what I was doing. And I was like, all right, if anybody's going to need a podcast in this group, it's going to be this group because they're all speakers. Mm-hmm. And I just looked up and the closest person to me was uh, some woman. I said, in my head, I'm like, can you walk up to that person and say, so what brings you to the conference? I'm like, yes, I can do that. And I just basically grabbed myself by the ear and I'm like, come on, you get over there. And, you know, and she didn't punch me in the face. Uh, she worked for AWeber and we had a lovely conversation and that nice. led me to, you know, go to the next person, the next person. So. I, I always find at conferences you you just you just said this and it just reminded me that's a great way to start conversations to say just tell me a little bit about what you do like nobody yeah. nobody shies away for the most part nobody shies away from talking about themselves well, tell me you know the other thing that you have to realize is they're as kind of awkward nervous like oh I'm meeting somebody and there's a thing where like, so what brings you to the show? Oh, I do such and such and such and such and blah, 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 blah. And nine times out of 10, the person like, what brings you to the show? And you go, oh, I, I do this. I help podcasters and blah, 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 blah. And then there's this awkward pause because you both realize, wow, this is not a love connection. Like you're a fine person and so am I, but we have nothing in common. And you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then the best thing to do is right there. Just go, all right, well, hey, it was great meeting you. Have a great show. And then you just go to the next person and it's not rude at all because they're thinking the same thing you are, which is, holy cow, I have nothing in common with this person. What am I going to talk about? And they're like, nope, it's just cool. And you move on. Um, so it's not that big a deal. Um, have a couple questions. If you struggle with that, have a couple questions ready, yeah. like write it down on a note card, stick it in your pocket, whatever, you know, make a button, <laughs> something along those lines. And just be ready with it and just ask questions and then listen. Yeah. And listen, you're going to, you're going to have some disasters. You'll say, Hey, so tell me what you do. And somebody will say three, three words. And then you'll be like, uh, (laughs) I didn't give me a lot to go on. Like, you know, so it'll happen, but just realize it's not forever. You know, it's, you're just, you're just having conversation. So Fred has not, I, I don't quite agree with this, but Fred has a great suggestion. I did this once, uh, for the expo surround a celebrity like Dave Jackson and ask for a bumper. Um, but I've done this at podcast movement. Uh, if you go to podcast moon, find Jared easily, especially if he's standing still a lot of times, cause he's one of the guys that run in the show there. He is not standing still, but I remember once um, it was in one of the bars or whatever. And he was just standing there and I walked up to talk to him and, you know, we're having a conversation. And as every person walked in, cause Jared knows everybody He'd be like, oh, do you know Dave Jackson? Oh, do you? And I was like, oh, I need to just, I'm just going to stay here and let him introduce me to everyone. So, and that's something I always try to do. Keep your eye open, especially if you're 
not new to PodFest. And so you're you're having the summer camp experience and you're talking to people and you see that one person kind of like, I'm not sure what to do. I'm new here. Pull them into the group, pull them into the group and, and make them feel welcome in that whole nine yards. So, yeah, no, I love that idea of you're talking, you know, you and I are at a conference, we're chatting, someone comes up to, to talk to you or talk to me. And one of us says, Hey, have you met? Do you know? Cause that's awkward if they're coming to talk to you and you're talking to somebody else and now they butt in right that kind of includes the other person when you do that like hey have you met so-and-so yet you guys know them if they go oh yeah 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 all of a sudden now you're in a group it's not just the two of you talking that's a actually that's a skill i need to work on dave i need to do that more and more often some of the times though i'm talking to somebody i don't know who they are like oh. and then somebody comes in and you're like oh boy how do i how do i do this introduction so it, it, it does have its challenges. I am horrible with names. Yeah. And if you, but I will know you, if you walk up and you have your artwork on your shirt, that's my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say their name. And if I, I'm like, oh, I know you. Yeah. You're the purple person with the microphone in the corner. I know that. Yeah. So that's always fun. The other thing I, I don't do, I did in the early years. Um, I might walk around and ask for a, because of my podcast story or a last five and five, which man, I haven't done that in forever. Um, the uh, which is what were the last five podcasts you listened to and can you do it under five minutes? But I used to do interviews, long interviews at shows, and I don't do that anymore because number one, it pulls me away from all the stuff happening in the hallway and it pulls them away. And plus, there's a really good chance you're going to end up with a meh, okay recording. So I'd rather make the connection, build a relationship and say, I would love to have you on my show. Do you have a card? And then just don't let that person fall through the, uh, the cracks and uh, go that route. So um, that's something I don't do anymore. Cause I remember once it was so funny. I forget who I was interviewing, but we're like, let's see if we can find an empty room. And so we did. And there was like one table in this giant room. We're like, perfect. So we walk in, we set up some chairs, we set up the gear. We're in a giant empty room. So to say it was not great. I mean, we, we got dynamic mics. It was just a giant echo chain. It's like, so I was like, yeah, okay, maybe not the best place to do interviews is at the, uh, the place. Well, yeah, depending on how long the interview is going to be and what you're trying to get. If you were going to do a five minute interview that way yeah. with somebody and it was that people would be, I think people would be fine with that. You're going to do an hour long show that way. Yeah. People may be like, is this whole, is this, this, this way the whole way I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't take the sound. Yeah, I love to do the, like, if somebody has it because of my podcast story or any kind of like one or two question interview, that I'm all for. Uh, but uh, the whole, like, let's sit down and do a 20 minute one, I'm like, mm, unless it's the last day. And the problem with that, if you do it on the last day, everybody sounds like this. Oh, yeah. Your voice is just trash. <laughs> it's like, I'm hey, since, since, uh, since Fred, Sergeant Fred mentioned yeah. this, let me ask you this question. What do you think about guest or, uh, yeah, guest red uh, bumpers. You know, this is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, and you're listening to Home Gadget Geeks. On That's a, a good question. Average Guy Network. How do you how do you feel about those? Both as uh, someone recording it for someone and the audience. Start with that one from an audience perspective. W- w- how do you feel about those? It's a holdover from radio. Oh, for sure. Because my yeah. favorite was Cleveland is screaming. I can tell you the truth because this is Diamond David Lee Roth from Van Hill. I mean, we recited that like it was, you know, scripture growing up. Yeah. Um, 
And it was always interesting to see, uh, I wish I had it here ready to go. There was a guy in the early days of podcasting called Brother Love. And he he literally was pretty popular, his music and stuff. He was good. But he was Brother Love, baby. He was like the David Lee Roth. He's like, all right, Brother Love is here. The party can start now, brothers and sisters. And I have a him, and he's like, rockin', 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 rockin'. Dave Jackson on the musicians. And just so it's yeah, interesting right. hearing the person's style. Because some people are like, hey, this is Dave Jackson, and you're listening to Home Gadget Geeks at theaverageguy.tv. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, you know, that's a great, I don't know that I have an opinion. I know my knee jerk reaction is like, okay. Cause it is on one hand, if you play it in the middle of the show, like they already know they're listening to home gadget geese. Cause you, it, it was meant to be a bumper, right? For live. That's what, it was oh. that's what those were meant to be. Right. We just don't do that anymore. in yeah. podcasting. But, but, um, so, you know, scar authority, they take commercial breaks. And mm. the, so Ed ah. will play. Ed will play that bumper when they're coming in, and I think it does give some credibility when you have a yeah somebody in the industry. You know, if if they have a big industry player come, they just record a short bumper, and they use that to bring them back out of a commercial break. So I imagine it would be a little awkward in the middle of the podcast to to say, "Hey, play this bumper." If you're gonna maybe maybe in the intro or maybe on the way out, I don't I I don't I I don't do it. That's why I'm asking you. I, I have one from Adam Curry uh, introducing the school, of por- the school of Podcasting, but he says you're listening to the morning announcements. And so that was yeah, pre-name yeah. change. Um, you know, um, Mark has a great point. If you're doing a TV fan show, um, you know, that's a great time. He says anytime I can get yeah. the actor to do that. I think that's part of it, their credibility. Like if I can get, you know, oh, wow, um, you know, Jim Collison listens to my show. That's kind of cool. Everybody knows who Jim is. So I think that's part of the the attractiveness of it is that you've got that. Um, it's a fun way if you want your fans to do that, just for them to say, hey, Luke, I was on the, the thing. Um, so that could be that. Um, but it's just weird. I haven't thought about those in a long time. Um, you know, and Daniel has the same thing. I think it's better if it's from a celebrity in quotation marks to the audience, like a cast member. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, that's, uh, and, and, uh, Fred says he still has the bumper from that celebrity in quotation marks. Um, (laughs) Jim Collison, (laughs) that's it. That's got my business card, Dave Jackson, celebrity in quotation marks. Um, yeah. So it's, they're fun. They're, you know, it's a, and I like what you mentioned with, um, Cigar Authority. It's a cool way to come back from a break. Oh, for sure. That's the. That's when I was like, ah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. They so. definitely have a recorded uh, commercial break that they do, and it does. It does make for a nice transition, and then Dave, yeah. Dave can Groflo can say, you know, you're back. You know, we're back here on Cigar Authority doing what we do, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. It's just, I totally it, forgot it, about those. Those are cool. I, yeah, I well, and in my case, like on Home Gadget Geeks. I wonder if I let the audience record a, their own bumper, if I gave them a suggested thing, and then we just play it on one show, you know, and, and it, maybe it replaces, I always say, I always say on Home Gadget Geeks, this is the Average Guy Network, and you found Home Gadget Geeks show number blah, blah, blah. What if I let them pre-record that so that it was, you know, they, their name, and you're listening to Home Gadget Geeks on blah, 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 and I, I get enough of those done in advance, and then I could use those as bumpers it's kind of nice to hear a different voice that people listening go, Oh, there's other people who did this. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that a try. 
it's a lot of work because then you got to get it recorded and get it recorded right and get a decent get some decent sound. Well, and especially if we go back to if you're trying to get these live, have it on a card where it just yeah. says, "Hey, you're listening to," and then have your name there. Um, hey, I'm you know insert name, and you're listening to. Ask the podcast coach because you'll say, "Hey, can you yeah. do a bumper for my show?" And they're like, "Yeah, what's the name of the show?" And you're like, "Oh, it's Ask the Podcast Coach." And they'll be like, "Great, hey, this is uh, Jamie Jameson from from whatever." And you're wait, what was the show name again? If you have it written down, they'll yeah. pound it out and yeah. be good to go. And then you will have the occasional brother love that will you know do the forty five second bumper because he's rocking, rocking, rocking. You know, I'm like okay, but he's you know an, he's an old rock star and. On the radio, lives in Nashville. I forget the name of his band now, um, but he was always a good, entertaining. A, a good time to do that would be if you had a big a guest on your show, and when you get done with the interview, yeah. just say, "Hey, would you record a bumper for me? We're going to play it in like two or three months. Like we, it won't be played right away, but um, would you record that? Chances are you'll have the best sound. Ed Ed does it when they're in the studio, so a lot of he'll get a lot of studio guests. So before they leave. He has them throw the heads, I think, throw the headsets back on and record this bumper. Um, and, you know, it might take a couple a couple takes to get it done. Take a couple, edit the one, best one, and and, uh, and you got a nice bumper. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Mark says again here that uh, it's a, a show that does have their audience send in an intro saying you're listening to the blank for news between blank and blank. So it's a fun way to get your audience involved. And again, yeah. they're much more likely to share it if they're in it. So, or just tell their friends and family, Hey, I was on a podcast. So as much as we, uh, you know, we know that, you know, that I know that, you know, that it's just a podcast, but to them, they're like, Oh my God, I'm on the podcast. So that's always fun. Um, I see people in the chat room are still talking about what to take to, uh, um, Podfest, yeah, a business card. I have one. Uh, Coach Dave has one of these too. It's a plastic card, and if I hold this to the back of your phone, it will take you to kind of a, a weird LinkedIn, LinkedIn, a link tree uh, thing on um, Link L I N Q. I think is where I got this from. And also, I don't have them. I, I'm dropping the ball on this. And Doctor Vibe, we're going to bring you up in just a second. Um, I wish my my business cards had QR codes on them. Mm. Um, this one, that's that QR code thing. I, you know, I tried doing that seven, eight years ago and everybody's like, nobody's using QR codes anymore. That's so old fashioned. And now they're all back. Yeah. Rage. Thank you. COVID. Yeah. Cause we all had, I saw some cupcakes with a QR code (laughs) on them. (laughs) Seriously. You're killing me. That's funny with these, through these QR codes. But that's where they, they really came into play during COVID. You'd go to a restaurant and you could scan a QR code and get the menu. But yeah, I do have one on the back of the plastic one. So, you know, it's also a great idea. Social security numbers, but they're they're (laughs) like 8,000 years old. Thanks internet. Jeez. Yes. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's bring uh, Dr. Vibe up on stage. How are you, buddy? Hey, hey. How are you? Outstanding. How are both of you? Good. Awesome. What can we help you with? Uh, quick quick question that may not be related to what you're talking about. That's all right. One of the many shows I co-host, the, the co-host who's just getting started in podcasting has hired a marketing expert. That's spooky. And he's trying to say that the marketing expert's saying it's better to release a whole bunch of episodes at once. <laughs> Well, I, I've done that. I've tested that. Uh, as expected, some of 
because by default, most apps sort latest to oldest, right? So your your last episode will get more downloads because if the app is set to download X amount of shows, and if that's like, you know, download the last episode, well, the last episode is going to get that download. I On the thing I did, what was interesting is this is where your titles really come in to play. Because I did one on a show called, and it's not a great show, it's called uh, Podcasting Resources, I think. Um, and in the middle of 10 episodes, I had one that said stats, stats, and more stats. And it out-downloaded all of them, hands down, no question. Because it, A, podcasters love stats. Um, I should or I need to go see if like stat porn is available because <laughs> <laughs> dot com. Um, but they love stats, and know. so um, and they did. They all got downloaded, but it was a case where the ones towards the bottom that had meh, okay, you know, they, it wasn't stat stats and more stats didn't get as many plays. So, um, did, go ahead, Doctor Vibe. Did the the uh, did they say why? Like often they yeah. Like, you know, put a well, bunch okay. in there, but did they say why? Okay, so let me if I, if you give me a few seconds, I'll give yeah, you some more context. Yeah. yeah. So, we're, I'm co-hosting the only online show in the world for dads and fathers, sponsored by Dove Men Plus Care. Nice. And so we finished one season, and the gentleman I'm co-hosting with is very. He's done all his research, this, that, and the other thing. I'm going okay. So this gentleman who hasn't done a podcast before is an expert trying to tell me what, what I've done over 4,000. Right. I'm going, okay, no problem. So we finish our first season. We haven't put up a new uh, show since about middle of December. And his mindset is we should start the second season with three. And I'm going, my mind goes like it's enough for someone to just to listen to one, but to release the three at the same time, Will they even get to even the second one if they don't even have enough time to listen to one of them? Just my thought. And I, I just put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a super good question. And I think you could, I don't know if like three is a good number. I, I wouldn't, okay. I, 10 would maybe too many if they want to do three to launch or to launch the next season. If you already have a bunch yeah. of them in and they're not, are they time sensitive? Is this time sensitive podcasting? No, stuff? it's, it's, gen- it's just generic interviews generic. of fathers. So it's not a time sensitive. So, yeah. 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 And if, so, yeah. You if have it, enough for them to land on when they get there. Right. Yeah. You're, it's not like they're going to get there when we launched the Clifton strings podcast, the, the marketing folks were afraid somebody would land and there'd be one and it'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, uh, you know, yeah. oh, there's just one. So they wanted we we did three or four I think to to load it up at that point. But second season, I, I don't know. The question is, does it? Do you think it'll hurt if you have if they get there yes. and there's three, four? I think it back? will. Because okay. to me, I think the average person, oh, three, they may get well overwhelmed. Like they're not. Our listeners are not podcast people. They're just looking to get information stories about dads. Like for me, if I like, let alone one with the amount of con- like everyone has busy lives, so. I like to one at a time, and we usually release weekly anyways during a season, so I'm going, yeah. putting out three, uh, I don't know, it's it's one of those questions that I always yeah, if, circle around my head. If it was a brand new show, I get the whole release with three, but I also know this, I watched the first episode of the reboot of Night Court, and yeah. it, it didn't matter that there were three episodes, I tried half of the second episode and went, okay, that's enough of that. 
So mm-hmm. on one hand, people will go, it gives the audience a chance to to really sink their teeth into your content. I get that. You already have that. You have the previous season. So right. I'm not I'm not following so that kind of takes that off. I'm like, if you want to get, you know, build that relationship, go download my my old episodes. The yeah. other thing is I remember on my very first podcast, I it was like opening up a treasure chest. I just found a mountain of content. And I was like, oh, this is gonna fit my audience perfectly. And I did a longer episode and spilled the beans on everything I just found and then put it out and went, okay, what are we doing on, oh, next week's show? I could have I could have used half that for next week. So that's the problem. When you, when you throw up three, you're like, okay, that's three weeks worth of work in one day. Now, now we got to start working on. So that's the only thing I would kind of go, how hard is it to make an episode? Because I, I don't really see the advantage with already having a season under your belt of launching three more. Um, I'd be like, hey, welcome back to season two. You know, if you want more episodes, you know, sub- subscribe to the show at mywebsite.com slash subscribe slash follow, whatever you're using, and you can download all of our episodes. So I'm not I'm not following it. My my big question would be, does your, your marketing consultant have a podcast? Yeah, well, that's... I think he, he's I was told he's done worked with podcasts, but I'm I'm not I'm not feeling it. My gut's saying, yeah. OK, I'd, I'd like to talk to him and say, OK, give me some proof on some sh- podcasts that you've worked yeah. on that have been successful. And I'd like to see how this has worked. I'd like to see the stats. Yeah, I'm not. Do uh, you know, have you done any audience survey? Do you know how they listen? Do you get an idea from the numbers coming in, how they're consuming them? Do they consume them on a do they go back? Will they? binge on them because if they do binge on them you know no. if they're sh- okay they don't binge on them no okay. like basically when we release one they listen to that one that week they don't go in a back catalog they just yeah. take what's ever up there in the real time and yeah. consume it you might yeah. want to just remind them just like hey if you like this show if you go to you know ask the podcast slash follow you can follow the show and get all of our back episodes right there in your app Um, so sometimes that, you know, especially if they're, like you said, if they're not podcasting people, they may not even understand. What do you mean? Follow? What do you mean? Subscribe? Do I have to pay for this? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. That's that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. They're they're just dads, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm a dad. I'm going to say that's a pretty good wise, by the way. Hey, Uh, Hey, I don't wash my face, but I'm a dad. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I, I, I had somebody, I was on somebody's show yesterday. And they're on Anchor, and they had a marketing specialist that gave them all sorts of – they took a lot of money from these people. And Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm." I said, I'm not saying that all – you know, there are some really good people in podcasting, and there are a lot of people that are making a lot of money telling you how to get that sweet, sweet podcast money. And it just – I'm like, I'm not sure that's uh, good advice. So, uh, Dr. Vibe, the most important question is, do you have any say in this? Like – because if you don't, it doesn't matter. Right. They're going to well, do. See, they're going to. Yeah. And it's a and great point, Jim. Because I realize in the process, I'm a co-host. He he makes he makes the final decisions. I just put the suggestions out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's all. I just say, yeah. you know, I don't think this is. Our, and we actually had this uh, wonderful discussion during the first season, and he succumbed yeah. to saying, you know, we should do it like stagger the releases. But now he's got this. I say, okay, no problem. I'm just putting my opinion in there, yeah. whatever you think, yeah. but yeah. the stats don't lie. Well, that's it. I would right. I would ask him, I'm like, why are we doing this again? And can you show me how this has worked? And if he's like, because that's the only thing I've ever heard is, oh, it 
with more content, your audience has more to dig into. And I'd be like, they've, they've got season one to dig into. So, yeah. 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 How, yeah. yeah. how many of them are listening to even some of the stuff from season season yeah. one? So it's a good question. And Jim, yeah. definitely, I think I'll, I'll piggyback. Well, we'll send out a survey or even ask the yeah. audience, yeah. you know, how do you consume? What do you like? What do you don't like? And I think that's a very valuable asset that you've just brought to the table. Yeah. Good. And congrats on your success, man. Being yeah. that, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. What's your website? Uh, the doctor vibe show.com, the D R V I B E S H O W.com. There you 4, go. 4,000, 4,000 interviews and counting. Love it. Cool, Love it. man. Good work. Yeah. Cool. Well, work. You know, Jim, for me and Dave, it's not hard work anymore. It's hard work. Ah, there you go, man. You should trademark that. I'm going to say that's a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. I, I will look into that gentlemen. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Appreciate right. everything that you have done past, present, future, and full support of here. So Thanks have a great day. In. Thanks, Appreciate man. it. Good to see you. We'll see you. Take care, man. All right. Joining us next, he said, putting a marker in his roadcaster. There we go. Is uh, Dr. Brad Miller, formerly known yes. as Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> how are we doing, gentlemen? Good. How are Good. you? Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, I did the Santa Claus thing uh, a while back and actually got a, quite a few downloads off that. I was pleased about nice. that. So that. That was a good thing. It was a fun try. experiment. Yeah, I tried a few things and it was a lot of fun. And I'm kind of debating about kind of doing it on some sort of ongoing basis until next uh, Christmas time rolls Wait around. Wait a minute, there's Christmas in July. I mean, that's <laughs> I, a thing. I know. I've you, actually, uh, mere years ago, I led a whole church camp in the middle of summer called christmas in july so, yeah 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 no you're set you've got you got four months five months the clock is ticking santa you could get but, some uh, ears and maybe do like the easter bunny something for you know yeah <laughs> perhaps perhaps but my wife maybe trimmed my beard believe it or not it was about twice this but, uh, but my question I, i'm with these just like the santa claus thing i'm i'm crazy enough to start new podcast and um so i'm starting a new one here based on my present uh so that i'm compelled about presently i'm and uh calling it drop dead alive and it's i've already put up the site okay site drop. jim what do you think the show is about drop dead alive drop dead alive i don't know i don't know that's a good because i mean it's catchy every time it's i hear it it, uh, it it makes my brain think but my brain thinks because i don't i'm like does, drop dead does it have a al- subtitle yeah, yes. Oh, good. Okay. Here we go. So what's the subtitle? Sub subtitle is longevity, love, and laughter. Hmm. Okay. Give, you, you, does, you, guys, you guys, you guys are teaching me something right now. So it do, uh, doesn't give me a lot of context. Of by the way, not it doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. It just doesn't. You're going to need to, like your intro is going to need to be fast, probably in the very beginning and clear what especially if it's new what they're getting themselves into well that in in what are people going to type into search looking for your content longevity is my key thing okay so that's it's in there then so that's good so it's about living a good life yeah you can live a long time to take a very long story very short i was diagnosed with cancer a month or so ago and i'm uh and i'm uh kind of changed my focus towards longevity but i want to do it with uh, a smile on my face and the idea is to live to be 100 have your best day ever and drop dead you know instead yeah. of uh, lingering so yeah that's where i got the idea drop dead alive yeah. i heard well see some people are getting it like we got bucket list uh being fully alive right um yeah. survived a heart attack maybe yep 
So or, or surviving cancer, right? I mean, yeah. that's another one of those those situations. I that's funny that Brad, you're the second person that's mentioned that concept to me of living a full life to the last day and not suffering, right? In that. And well, so it's, it's two two or three things sparked me on that just real real briefly. Uh right around Christmas time, a guy named Frank O'Harris, who was one of my favorite yeah. football players, uh, he couple days before they're supposed to honor him at a Pittsburgh Steelers game for the Mackie reception. Uh, he dropped dead of a heart attack, but I noticed that the day before he dropped dead, he was at some mall somewhere doing an appearance and having a lot of fun with everybody who was there signing autographs and have a lot of fun. I thought, well, that's yeah. one way to go. Yeah. And then uh, I also happened to see my grandchildren uh, over Christmas, five and two years old. And I thought, you know, Hey, I kind of want to see these two, become young women you know and that kind of thing and yeah. graduate high school and all that kind of thing so i don't want to, but well and i realized i interrupted you before you actually got to ask your question well strategically is kind of my question because you know i've got another podcast and i i do do that one the uh you know or the beyond adversity one and that has some similar themes but I wanted to start this one. And partly, Cliff Ravenscraft suggested I do this, actually. So I thought he knows a little bit of what he was talking about. And uh, so I thought, well, try this to kind of be a supplement to what I'm doing here. But I'm thinking about strategically time-wise. And I find one of the time sucks for me is writing show notes. So I was kind of looking into uh, one of the ones I came across with swellai.com. And there's a couple other ones out there about uh, doing show notes. Yep. Because uh, I'm thinking about I, my plan is to interview uh, you know, a lot of these folks, longevity docs, Peter and Villa and some of the other guys out there who are into this, you know, longevity. And mm-hmm. it's a whole world out there I'm discovering out there, you know, health and longevity, that type of thing. And I've got a feeling I'm going to be getting into some technical areas that I'm not up to speed on. But, yeah, I just want your guys' take on a kind of strategically if I'm going to start a new podcast. And, you know, I do have the time to work on this stuff. I, I'm basically a full-time podcaster, what I kind of do. But I was about doing that. Uh, and I've also played around chat and CPI a little bit as well. Your yeah. take. Well, um, if we're going to talk strategy, we have to back up. What's the why? What's what's the goal? How are we going to measure the success of the podcast? Uh, I want to have uh, – my goal for all my podcasts is to have consistently a 1,000 do- downloads. So you uh, can – So I can provide information to people to help those people in that my target group, which is men 50 plus 60 plus really to do that, to live their life to the best till they die. And then also hopefully in that process, develop some products, maybe have some other things out there uh, as Got well. Um, so yeah, Force, so yeah. I, I, um, uh, Brad's a member of the school of podcasting. I put a thing in the Facebook group that showed I, uh, played with swellai.com uploaded um i forget what i uploaded i think it was last week's school of podcasting and was impressed uh, especially with their episode they gave me like 10 episode titles and all of them were better than what i had so that was kind of cool um it's not they do they give you two episodes for free um they do not have an affiliate program lest anyone think i'm pimping them uh there's that um it's kind of uh, Daniel J. Lewis is in the chat room and he made a great point about all this AI stuff. He goes, it's an employee. It's I'm sorry. Yes. It's an assistant, not an employee. Right, so right, right. it will get you close to where you want to go. Um, we're still trying to figure out. We, we hear that Google can detect this stuff. 
So I'm sure we're all going to now take our AI generated show notes and run it through some sort of rewriter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it's it will definitely cut the time out of it. That's for sure. Because yeah. um, it, it also gave you timestamps. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that part of things. Yeah, okay. it was it was yeah. pretty slick. It was so that's one. And I saw one this morning. These are these are now turning into Walgreens and and uh, CVS, where like every corner will have some sort of yeah. AI. And this one was out of Australia called Decipher, and it was basically you know this is where Cap Show kind of gets the Kleenex, like everything. It's like oh, you're doing Cap Show, um, and Cap Show has a thing if you just want descriptions and I think titles. Um, it's like 29 bucks. And then if you go up, if you want like a article written, it's X amount. They go all the way up to 99 bucks. The swellai.com thing was, uh, um, I think it was 50 bucks a month for the, the whole shillabang, but they had two, you could do two episodes a month for free. So, so swell AI is cap show. Is that basically what we're saying? Kind of, yeah. It's in that it's it's that service. I'd have to go and compare. And all of them are basically Chat CPI or Chat GPT. Yeah, Chat GPT. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, and they're all basically that. And then somebody told me, and I haven't played with this yet, that if you have a paid version of Canva, that there is a Canva Docs that you can now do some of this type of thing about such and such in Canva. And I was like, I'll have to go play with that. Didn't know that was there. Cause I, I know did th- not know that. Wow. Yeah, I know there's also AI artwork in Canva that I've yet to play with. So I need uh, to- I just designed my biz card that I'm taking to uh to Podfest out of Canva. Yeah. I got it in three days and it looked pretty good. I was surprised about that. So. Interesting. Cause I was saying, well, of course I'm leaving on whatever Tuesday next week. I don't think I get it get that quick, but Brad, what are you hoping to get out of your show notes? Well, I'm hoping to get some uh, connect. You know, I hear you. I've always done them, and I've always know it's required to put it in there. But I would like to get some people to go there and click on the links there and maybe go to either the uh, guest uh, sites or perhaps if I end up having a course or something else in there to click on that. Do you? With your current show, do you do you get a lot of show note participation? I do. Any I do. indication people are reading them? I do not. I yeah. do not. Yeah. And that's I've always wondered about that myself and see what <laughs> you guys think. Because I know most people aren't they're listening on their phones, you know, they're not listening, they're not going to the website, and yet, you know, I hear from Dave and others about the importance of the website. And I mm-hmm. I've actually created a new website already for for Drop Dead Alive, even though you, know, you guys are giving me a little pause on the title here, but uh, <laughs> no, but, it's not. Uh, it's not bad. I, yeah. I continue to. I d- don't. I don't let our opinions uh, do that. But if it if if it does cause you to kind of rethink it, that's okay too. You know, um, I think sometimes we think that the show notes are going to be as as important as the audio. In from in in a lot of cases, maybe most. I don't have any stats on this. I just don't think they give you the lift that the audio does. And yet we spend an enormous amount of time and money maybe thinking about them. Now well, you what about make your own What about transcripts? But... I almost always drop the transcript in there as well and I don't get yeah. much bump, I don't get much no. reaction. Yeah, I, when it comes There's, to yeah. what I do is cuz I asked my audience once I go, "What do you want in show notes?" And they said, "If you mention any website, mm-hmm. I want a link." 
don't make me go search for the thing that you just got me yeah. all hot and bothered about. And that's I need, what I look for when I'm going to so much show notes. Yeah, and I need yeah. a paragraph to let me know what the heck it is I'm about to listen to. So that's what I put in my media host, right? So that's what goes out to the apps. Then on my website, where I'm treating each episode like a blog post, I go to town and I've got keywords in headlines, all the stuff, because I'm trying to attract Google at this point. And so that's where I will expand so that um, my- I've noticed, I've noticed about yours and some others too, which kind of makes me want to you know, yeah. model that. Um, and so I typically don't put transcripts on my website because my description on my website is a blog post. Like you, if you don't want to listen to it, you could read my blog post and get what's it pretty much what's in the episode. Um, I, I'm just not sold on the transcript thing because everything in every SEO course I, I take or read or listen to says Google wants good words, good words, valuable content. And I'm not sold transcripts or valuable content. I'm, I believe that we should have something on our website for people who can't hear to consume our content. Mm -hmm. I'm just yeah. not sold. It's, you know, and yeah, it's accessibility, right? Yeah. I mean, those transcripts are really designed for accessibility, not SEO. Right. You could get it in that, in, in, in the line of what we do at Gallup, I feel like we're required to do transcripts, not for anything, but those who have, who have disabilities, right. To be able to access yeah. the content. We also find, I find some folks go in and search those. That's part of what they do. It's such a small number, though. So on Home Gadget Geeks, I went with a line in my show notes that say transcripts available upon request. So if they need them, I will generate them for them. I've gotten one request for them. So for yeah. me, I'm not required to do transcripts for Home Gadget Geeks. I am for Gallup, for the Gallup stuff that we do. We, we do. We've made that a requirement that we provide transcripts for everything that we do. So you know, that's why I asked you that question, Brad. Like, yeah. well, you know, yeah. what's important to your audience and those kinds of things. I, by the way, I think every show should have show notes of some kind, right? Yeah. But based well, on the audience, on what, what are they looking for? Yeah, Russ, yeah. Russ, Russ, Russ who, who am I? Ross brings up, my mouth has gone to sleep. Ross has brought up chapters and timestamps are helpful, uh, which I try to do on this show because we have so many different topics. I do that. Mm -hmm. And then there are other people like this. Uh, Lane says, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, hundreds. And I almost never go to the show notes. And if I do, it's because they mentioned something and I want that link. Yeah, links yes. are but links. What are, if you do and then not there? That's oh, I, the thing. Right? Here's the you thing. lose your mind. I do. I sent <laughs> I sent yeah. money drink again to James Cridlin. Be, yeah, because he mentioned this cool dashboard for value for value shows. And I went to the show notes and I'm like, dude, and I, I sent him six hundred and sixty-six sats. I'm like, this is evil. You got me all hot and bothered about this thing. And you didn't put a link. And so, um, yeah, so it's links will, will make it's you're right. You will lose your mind. And, and at times I will unsubscribe because you made me so upset. So, uh, all right. Well, helpful, helpful stuff, guys. Appreciate yeah. Your, good. And, uh, what website are we sending people to? Dr. Well, my main website is drbradmiller.com. There we go. That's where my beyond adversity podcast is at. Awesome. I'm a friend yeah. looking forward to your, the, the check in with us on this. Yeah. New when, one. when the, and, and we're, yeah, I'm uh, going to put up a trailer uh, episode sometime later today and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, and yeah. also just because you're here in front of me, nobody will have any idea what we're talking about, but that's okay. Um, I sent a note to Eric and the problem was it was the wrong Eric. 
So if you're wondering why things are dragging, <laughs> that, I'm like, why did he not get back to me? And I went into my drafts. I'm like, because you sent it to the wrong Eric. So oh, uh, well, we'll, we'll get that up you, and going. As for what you get for having too many Eric's in your life, I guess. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you later. Thanks for your help, fellas. All right. Thanks, Brad. Bye. Thanks for jumping in. Love, love that idea. By the way, you know, as he was talking about longevity and living, you know, living a long time mm-hmm. and then just kind of piecing out on that. That's hard on people, <laughs> like because mm. they're like, oh, he was so healthy, or oh, he was living so he was living so yeah. well. I'm not sure the people who stay behind understand this concept yet of trying to go till the very to be you know live your your fullest life. Because you know when my mom passed away, we were anticipating it for a while, and for us staying behind, it was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of glad she's not in pain anymore. And yeah, she's not right. And so, listen, there's a lot of ethical considerations here. I'm not saying one's better than right. the other, but I'm just thinking from a personal experience, like, yeah, that's tough when somebody's healthy and then they're just gone. Yeah. You know, we, uh, uh, I had a friend of mine that, uh, recently lost his father last year. And he, he said, it's kind of weird because you do go through this weird thing. He goes, cause dude, he goes, he was circling the drain for months. Yeah. And he goes, and there was a time when you're like, just go, like literally just go. Yeah. He goes, I, I love my dad. I miss him terribly. He's like, but um, yeah. And then I had an aunt on my mom's side of the family. I have a 98 and a 96 year old aunt and uncle. And my 98 year old uncle has finally just started acting his age. Like he sounds like a YouTube video that's buffering when you talk to him. He's like, two lawyers walk into a bar and my God, this is going to take forever. Um, but he's, it's, it's interesting. But, um, I had an aunt that lived to be 101 and she was like, would somebody please take me out? All my friends are dead. I just get me out of here. So, uh, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's not an easy subject. It's not podcasting related. (laughs) Exactly. Dave and I, this would be a good time to bring up people that we're (laughs) glad aren't dead. Uh, and that is, of, of course, uh, our awesome supporters. And our featured awesome supporter this week is the one and only, um, call him Russ, call him Ross, call him Rusty. No, that would be bad. Ross Brand at LivestreamUniverse.com. And if I grab this, uh, he's got a new book out, another version of the 100 um, predictions for, for podcasting. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash, hold on a quick second, uh, 424, I think it says in the background. I can't really see that. Um, but anyway, thank you, Ross, for Ross. I see now it's a joke. and I'm, <laughs> Thank you, Ross, um, for being an awesome supporter. Um, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you'd like to try PodPage, then go over to trypodpage.com and make a cool-looking podcast website without any code. If you need more Jim Collison, and who doesn't, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting and go to ask or go to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash ask to get a discount on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And, of course, if you'd like, there are many ways to support the show. If you'd like to buy Dave's book, Profit From Your Podcast, that's available over there at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, thanks to all of our awesome supporters. You should be awesome as well, especially because Dave just paid his quarterly taxes, and that was no fun. Um, Oh, yeah, and I'm getting ready for mine. Yeah. Um, This is the first year in maybe a decade that I've started in January. I'm usually a better prepared guy than this, but the last couple I've done them in April, like early April. 
And one of the things I did learn through this, and sorry, something's uploading. That's why my video is a little screwy. But sorry. Um, usually I, I find I'm making better decisions, Dave, starting in January than I would when I'm in crunch time in April. I don't have to do quarterly because I'm not self-employed. I do them one time a year here in the United States. But just a reminder, good time to start your uh, preparation for your taxes for the rest of us is probably now. So get out there. Hey, next week, no show. Maybe get your taxes prepared or do get things ready. Uh, if, you're, if they're complicated, get a professional, those kinds of things. Yeah. The, um, in, in the Facebook group, we have a, a question that I, I thought, well, we can bring this up, yeah. uh, from Brian. He says, uh, good evening. So it was evening wherever he was. Uh, I'm trying to learn how to properly conduct an interview to make for a great episode. I've been interviewing guests and have never prepped my questions in advance. I've just let it be a natural conversation, better known as the Larry King approach, but I just had one that I felt was a little bit boring and I could have facilitated the interview in a way to avoid that. Any tips on interviewing prep, self-coaching mindset, etc. And I am not a fan of the Larry King method. Not that it's, um, it's, a, it's something you can do that way. I just think I, my favorite was somebody interviewed Mignon Fogarty, who is grammar girl, who's been on Oprah. And on one hand, Maybe they were trying to do the different interview. They didn't want to ask her about Oprah because everybody asked about Oprah, but they didn't ask about Oprah. And I was like, I was really surprised they didn't ask about Oprah. And it's because I don't think they knew who they were talking to. And I was like, so I get the whole, I want to be like the listener. Uh, but I also think you might ask better questions. My, my favorite example of this is Jordan Harbinger had Kobe Bryant on and Jordan is He's the anti Larry King. He reads the book. He looks at your social. He, he really wants to know who is sitting across from me when I do the interview. He's talking to Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant had released a children's book. And he said something about, well, when did you decide that you wanted to write a children's book? Because I know you were heavily into art in high school. And I went, okay. Who who knew that Kobe Bryant was into art in high school? And I'm like, Jordan Harbinger, because Jordan Harbinger does the work. So he asked, and he got a real here again, he ended up with a question that nobody else asked him because nobody did the work. And he got this cool story. So that's that's the the that's the different ends of the spectrum. You have Larry King answering asking Jerry Seinfeld if they canceled his show, and Jerry Seinfeld going, What do you mean? Do you not watch my you know? Uh, and then you got Jordan Harbinger who knows everything, you know, knows what, um, you know, the favorite food is on the second Tuesday of the month kind of thing. Where do you fall into, to the, that spectrum, Jim? It's mm. a good question, Dave. I don't know. The one thing I took away from this book from Eric Newsom called make noise, um, mm -hmm. a creator's guide to podcasting and great audio, Eric, um, of the hit podcast, Ted Radio Hour, Invisibilia, and Where Should We Begin? He worked at NPR. He said, uh, when you think of a guest, is there one question that only that person can answer? And I went, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Like that. So I think it's somewhere in between. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you want to be on the edge of don't even know who the person is. But I also think if you do too much prep, I don't know, if you're, listen, 
if you're good enough, you can do either end, <laughs> right? It, in, and if you're good at it, it'll work. But I think for the rest of us, it's somewhere in between. Know some stuff about them. Know about where you want to go. Have some questions ready because it's awkward if you get to a spot and you don't have a question. At the same time, you know, do as much prep as you want that you're you're comfortable with. Yeah. 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 Um, Uncle Marv says he creates an outline with bullet points for my guests, but leave the format conversational. Yep. I also have a separate list of bullet points and questions to ask just in case. That's exactly what I do. I start off. I have a, an actual piece of paper with like probably five or six questions. These are, this is kind of why I brought you on the show. And then I have another pad with a pen that doesn't click. So this would not be good because otherwise I'll sit here and do this through the whole, uh, you know, conversation, but I have a piece of paper in front of me. And if I have a follow-up question, I will write down like two words, not the whole question, but just two words to trigger it. And then it's just a matter of, Okay, here's the question I start with, and then it's, do I ask a follow-up question? If not, go back to the list, uh, ask the second question, do I ask a follow-up question? And Because my problem is I was trying, if somebody had a, a long answer and they're saying something, and I'm like, oh, I want to ask a follow-up question on that. Meanwhile, I'm still listening to their answer, and then they say something else. I'm like, oh, now i got two things I want to ask, and I'm still trying to listen, and that, after a while, made my head hurt. So I just write down a scribble on a piece of paper so that yeah, when they're done, yeah. so I can go back to listening and I'm not having to remember that. So yeah, I've got, I've got notes here that yeah. I use for the same, the same exact reason. Yeah. yeah uh, it's kind of nice to have it. Todd says it's a mix. Yeah. It's a blend. You don't want to be too rigid, but you also don't want to go with the flow, but you do want to go with the well, flow. Yeah. yeah. You want to, I think you want to go with what works for you. I have a, a co-host that joins me and he writes his whole thing out. And then he doesn't, then he, he bounces around it. And that's what makes him comfortable without an outline. He'd be a wreck to just to be honest. But then I've had some folks on who have, they have nothing, you know, maybe a few notes, maybe nothing. And they're great. Yeah. So that's maybe a take a strength based approach to it. What are you best? Where are you best? with it? Yeah. Kyle says, Hey, um, interviewing, it's a skill. It can be learned, but some people are just naturally curious enough to ask, um, a follow-on questions in the middle of the conversation. I saw a uh, an interview with Louis C.K. and they were talking about like the early days of um, Louis C.K., Greg Fitzsimmons, and Joe Rogan kind of all started around the same time. And he said, Joe is just a supernaturally curious dude. Like he's the guy that's always asking questions about everything. So that's kind of why you know, it just works for him. And if you talk to Larry King, that's what he will say about himself, that he's just, he's always been a curious kid, likes to ask questions and things like that. Um, I always say, please don't make your first real interview be your first real interview. Interview mm-hmm. your parents, your kids, your cat, somebody, but you have to go through that process that your brain goes through when you do an interview uh, because it's it's not as simple as just ask a question and they answer, you know. Um, and then there is the thing I've seen, well, we all know the whole, like, you know, I asked Jim a question he's like, yeah. And then I once shot a man in Montana for snoring and I'm like, great. And what's your aha moment? Like the, the person that just has their questions or the, the, the one I always love is they're like, let me ask you this. Like, what are they going to do? Say no. Like, yeah, yeah, here's another question. Like that, that to me just sounds like, and moving on. So it's kind of weird, but uh, that would be my advice when it comes yeah, to interviews. I know, like it. Because if, if you don't do any, you're relying on just winging it. And that, again, takes a little practice so you know where you are 
going. So, um, Jim, holy cow, that went quick. I know. I, I swear I looked up and it was like 1120. I'm like, oh, and we're done. So well, fun to have some guests come on. Yeah. Dr. Vibe, and uh, thanks for, for coming on. Yeah. And, and thanks to Russ for yep. being such a great guy with his new book. I'm kidding again. Um, for, for being an awesome supporter. Uh, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah. So Christian Johnson of uh, Maple Grove Partners fame. Uh, joins me. We talk a little bit about the latest LastPass breach. If you're using LastPass mm. as a password manager, they had they've had a serious security breach. So we spend some time Twice. talking about password. Yeah, yes. Uh, spending some time talking about password managers and just kind of password security and safety uh, overall. Fairly long show, but Christian does a bang up job. It's available right now. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And on the School of Podcasting, which was I was happy when somebody said, hey, can we talk about intros? I'm going to be talking about describing your podcast because I I do the question of the month and I always say, tell me a little bit about your show. And some people do a, a great job of explaining their show. And then other people, I kind of go, that doesn't really make me want to listen. Uh, so we'll be talking about that on the show. Don't forget next week, no show. I will be in Florida at PodFest. If you are at Florida, in at Florida, in Florida, at PodFest, uh, please stop by and say hi at the Lipson booth. Hopefully that, I mean, it's always a good time at PodFest. I'm looking forward to it. And um, we will be back then in two weeks, whatever that is. I don't want to do the math. Uh, today's the 21st or the 28th, so February 5th-ish, something like that. We'll be back uh, with a new show. So, Thanks to the uh, chat room. Thanks to everyone on Wisdom. Thanks to uh, Mark over at podcastbranding.co and Dan over at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. And uh, we will see you in two weeks with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Thank you very, very much. <laughs>